he gave you this food, and Liz Teach has a bunch of stuff to share with you that I, even I don't know. I'm her grandson. I, go, I still go to school in third grade. Even I don't know. So, just listen to her. She'll give out good information. You'll learn about God. Just make sure to stick with him. He gives you peace. And here's Liz Teaches. Welcome, friends. It's so great to be able to speak to you again here on the Liz Teach podcast. That intro was done by my wonderful grandson, Jay. He is eight years old, will be nine in December, and we do a lot of things together, and I just wanted him to be part of this as well. That is really how I will little by little introduce you to different family members is I'll have them, you know, record the intro. Uh, So family, get ready. (laughs) I'm sure some of them are going to be like, "Um, no, uh, I'm out of (laughs) here. So, but family, you can handle it. It's only a couple of minutes. Anyway, so Jay and I spend a lot of time together. He is my only grandson. And we take walks together, we talk, we pray, we read a devotional together, Um, you know, he plays video games, you know, typical eight-year-old. But when we go on walks, we tend to go on long walks, and uh, he begrudgingly goes with me. Sometimes he's in the mood, sometimes he's not. But anyway, as we're on our walks, of course, there's critters. And the Nieves family is not very fond of critters. You uh, will not find pets in our home. And when I say the Nieves family, I mean me, my daughters, or my daughters and I, (laughs) and my grandson. Uh, We just, I don't know. It's not a fit. But even worse when we're outside with the bugs and squirrels. And the other day, my daughter Raquel got bit by some wasps. I think it was two or three of them. She comes in screaming like she's dying. Anyway, sorry. So talk about squirrels, right? So when Jay and I walk, he will try to avoid all the critters. He can't even enjoy himself because he's focusing on the critters coming at him. So we'll walk and I will say, Jay, just come on. Let's walk. Just go through it. They're more scared of you than... um, more scared of you than you are of them. And so we'll get through the path, especially the path from even the path from uh, where we park our car to where we come to our apartment. It's so traumatizing for him sometimes when he sees the squirrels or hears. The other day it was um, bats. He was saying that there's bats. I, I mean, it just, it's crazy. So when we get to the top of the stairs, um, you know, okay, Jay, you made it. And he'll be like, that was awful. Why do you make me do that? Why can't you hold my hand? Or why can't we go another path? Sometimes he'll want to go around something. And uh, me, with all the wisdom that I have been given by God, I turn to my grandson and say, did you die? <laughs> now, I know some of you parents are chuckling because most parents have said that phrase to their ch- to their child to a grandchild. Um, you know, I know growing up, if I fell or I was crying or something was happening, my mom, of course, would say, "Te moriste? Did you die?" 
like if that is the great measure of success as a parent or grandparent, hey, I got you through. You might have some scrapes and bruises. Your heart might be beating out your chest because you're so terrified, but you didn't die. <laughs> you did not die. So the way my mind works as I was thinking about that, I thought about our Heavenly Father and how we can go through something and it could be so horrible and we're crying and whining and he'll look at us. Well, maybe it's just me. He looks at me and like, Liz, did you die? But you know what? He's not saying it the same way that we say it to our children or to our grandchildren. When the Heavenly Father looks at me, talks to me when I am spending time with him and asking him about a situation, why I'm still in this situation, that it's so hard, I can't bear it. He is asking, did I die? Did what is hindering my walk, what is affecting my mind, my heart, have I died to that? So when my heavenly father is asking me during a trial, during a situation, Liz, did you die? He's asking me, did you die to your selfishness? Wanting things your way, uh, thinking that I'm doing things wrong and that you know what's best. He's asking me, did you die to pride? That just because you've been a Christian for so long or because you've done the right thing and you're always helping others that you shouldn't go through any hardship. That's what he's asking me. Did I die to my lack of surrender and just wanting to do things my own way and I'm not going to surrender this part of my life to him? Did you die? You know, the Apostle Paul, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 15, there's a verse that says uh, that he told the Corinthians that he died daily. And that's the Apostle Paul. He died daily. Whatever it was that he was facing, and when we read about him, oh my goodness, the things he faced, uh, you know, for the cause of Christ to help others was nothing compared to what I'm facing, definitely. I don't know about you. And he said that he died daily. And the only way that we can die to ourselves or die to the things that God wants to remove from our lives is if we're connected to him. He's doing it for our own well-being. He's also doing it so that we can reflect Christ, so we can reflect goodness that this world needs to see, so this world can see something different in us, our family members. I'm not even talking about you saving the whole entire world. Just your family. What is your family seeing in you? Uh, what uh, attitudes, what words, what things are we proclaiming each day that we just need to surrender? So today the Heavenly Father is saying, did you die? <laughs> you know, when we die um, to self in the midst of a situation, we really can connect with our Heavenly Father and he will guide us through. What happens is when we just want to hang on to what we feel and hang on to what we want to do, we can't connect to his voice. We can't connect to his leading. And so this is why we find ourselves kind of in a, on a merry-go-round, but not a nice one like Disney, <laughs> on a merry-go-round of the same trial, the same situation, because we dig our heels in and we don't want to do it any other way but our way. 
And so that is pride we need to die to. That is, I know it all that we need to die to. Perhaps self-righteousness. I am doing it right. I don't know what's happening. I, I, I got all my ducks in a row. I, I, I'm doing it God's way. Are you really? Because the merry-go-round ride seems to take longer and longer. I don't know what it is in Disney. Maybe 30 seconds. It seems you're on a line <laughs> for an hour, and then you're on a ride for 30 seconds. But the trials of life, those uh, merry-go-rounds, uh, they go on for a while, especially if we are not dying to what it is that God wants us to die. There's a lesson he wants us to learn. There's something that he wants us to lay at his feet, and we're not doing it. And it's important to ask the Holy Spirit, what is it? What is it that I need to die to? You know, in the book of Colossians 3.10, it says that we put on a new man, a new man, which is renewed in the knowledge of after the image of him that created him. So we're walking around life. We've accepted Jesus as our Savior, or we've listened about uh Christ and we've made certain decisions maybe we've started going to church but we're still carrying that old nature that old man that old thinking that was supposed to be crucified on the cross with Christ we haven't let it die and my goodness how it hinders us what a burden it is you know uh, one of the things that we have to remember when we die is that God increases in us In John 3.30, it says that he must become greater. He must become greater. And the only way that he becomes greater within us is when we become less. And, you know, this is difficult. I, I tell you, it is. Sometimes we're so used to doing things our way or sometimes we feel God is delayed. So we kind of maneuver things and we feel that it should go a certain way. And this is what is comfortable and this is what I can handle. But when we trust God, when we trust our heavenly father, he will let us know, no, it's time for this. I think uh, oftentimes we fail to die. <laughs> we fail to die because we're trying to do too much at once. Why don't you just focus on one thing that you know that the Holy Spirit is asking you to die to? Just one thing. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't let the self-righteous people around you overwhelm you as well, right? I grew up in a very religious um home and background it was surrounded by a lot a lot of religious people and that's one of the reasons why I stepped away from church I just couldn't keep up I couldn't keep up but once I had my own relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit was leading me dying was not so hard it is hard (laughs) but it wasn't impossible it just felt so impossible I was never going to measure up but I tell you when we listen to the Heavenly Father And his direction, my goodness, it becomes a pleasure to die to something that he's asking you to die to. It becomes a pleasure. And so we, I encourage you today, as you listen to me and and the things that I'm saying, I pray that the Holy Spirit is directing you. I pray that the Holy Spirit is showing you what it is that you need to die to. And it might not even be what you were thinking of originally. God knows the perfect uh, way to approach you. And so maybe for me, the first thing he had to attack was pride. 
but not for you. And you might even feel prideful, but there's something beneath that that he says, no, no, no. I think we're going to attack this first. Let's take this to the cross. Let's crucify this. You know, when I was thinking of this podcast, I also uh, thought of um, the three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, trying to say those names correctly, and the fiery furnace. And they literally faced death, literal death. And they told the king, we will not bow down to you. We don't care what you do to us. We will not bow down because our God would save us, will save us. And even if he doesn't save us, I love that part. Even if he doesn't save us, and this story is found in the book of Daniel, we still trust him and will not bow down to you. And it's so crazy because they get into this furnace and the king actually ordered his minions <laughs> to raise up the fire to just uh, make it even hotter that those that were assigned to that task died. And they weren't even in the furnace and they died. But when the three young men got into the furnace, it was so it's so beautiful to read because then there was a fourth person with them in the fire. There was a fourth person and that was Jesus. And so when we are in the fire, we are not alone. And so when we go hand in hand with him and decide to say, okay, come along and, and do what you need to do in my life, he will protect us. We will only die to what he wants us to die to. And in that moment, they were not going to have a physical death. In that moment, their trust in God was being elevated through this act of obedience. And those outside that were not walking hand in hand with the Father and with Christ, they died, but a, not a great death. <laughs> and so we can equate it to when we are in the furnace with our uh, Heavenly Father, hand in hand with Christ, we will only die to what he says. But when we are not hand in hand with him, so we're outside of that furnace, we will spiritually die. And those around us can be affected as well. You know, I thought of these young men coming out of that furnace and um, just in my mind, uh, paraphrasing the story, if you will, going home and probably like, oh, my God, I can't believe I went through that. And maybe they had a mama Liz telling them there, did you die? <laughs> you didn't die. It says that not even their clothes smelled like fire. They were covered by God because of their obedience, because they were walking with God no matter what. And in the midst of the fire, they learned to trust even more in their heavenly father. That was their lesson there. But those that were not walking with him were burnt. So no, they didn't die. They didn't physically die. They didn't spiritually die. Their life increased their life was increased and that's what happens when we crucify our thoughts our flesh our passions even our plans my goodness right we make plans you know recently I had a situation and that I encountered a situation it was very hurtful and about a couple of weeks later uh, something happened and the, and the Holy Spirit said 
that's why you should have asked me before you entered that situation. You were not supposed to be there. But I thought it was a good thing, God. No, you didn't ask me. You thought it was good. You didn't ask me and you got hurt. It's so important to understand what God's plan is for your life. It's not going to look like your sister, your brother, your cousin, your pastor. God has a specific plan for you. He has a specific crucifixion plan for you where you need to lay things at the foot of the cross, nail things to the cross, and die to what it is that the Heavenly Father says is hindering you. So I hope that helps you. I know as I was preparing this and as I was just looking at certain things, it really encouraged me to trust God that when he is asking me to surrender something, to die to something, that it will be for my benefit and for the benefit of others. Isn't it wonderful when something happens in your life and it wasn't easy? But you surrendered it to God. And then later on, somebody says, wow, you know, that really helped me. Because that's what it's about. It's about witnessing to others with your life, that your life will encourage and motivate others to trust in our Heavenly Father, to trust that He's good. Oh my goodness, He's so good and merciful. My God, He's so merciful. My goodness, just in my life, He, he has been merciful and patient and kind. That's the God that I teach about. It's not the one I grew up with, and that will develop in other podcasts as I share certain experiences. But the God that I serve, when he tells me, Liz, you need to die to this, even if it's through tears, even if it's I'm choking on the situation, I trust and say yes. I will be crucified with Christ so that God could increase in me and I can diminish. So today, tonight, ask the Holy Spirit what he would have you die to. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening to this lesson. Until next time, this is Liz Teach. God bless you.